Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast exploring Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. What are you doing? I'm June Fowler, executive pastor at Redeemer Fellowship. Got my Corona mask on. What? Take it off. <laughs> Take it off. It's a damn you, you, yeah, thing. That doesn't works. work. It, no, it's, it's, the, not it's, it's not thing. working. It's not working. It's the it's same not the thing. Same thing. It, how could it be any different? It, it's, uh, it's, is that an uh, NP95? And I, don't, I don't know. I found them on the sidewalk when I was walking. Outside. Oh, is that it? You found that? <laughs> <laughs> I thought I needed something. I don't know where you've been today. Uh, I've been at the office. Yeah. How many? How many employees there? Fifty. Yeah. That's that's no good. That's uh-uh. no bueno. That you, all those people you could have brought it in here. The, uh, you know, by it, I don't mean coolness. Uh, no, no. I brought the coolness. Oh, I'm talking about. You know, the, the corona, the coronavirus, or the, the Chinese corona. virus, whatever, whatever they call it. <laughs> well, they don't like when it's called that now. So, well, no one would like to be. No one, would no like one that. wants any disease named after where they're I, from. I love how the media was like, oh, how dare Trump call that? And then you go look like at their articles. Yeah, that's like, it was called that. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's funny. like, oh, oh. <laughs> it was funny. People, people are just looking for an excuse to get. Yeah, everyone, everyone's just trying to get upset. Yeah, well, uh, you know, we've taken all the precautions we can take, you know. Yep, did what uh, we could. Social distancing. Yep. We are, how far apart are we? Was that four feet? Four feet. Yeah. That's good enough. That's good. I think yeah. we're fine. Yeah. Just and don't spit in my direction. Here's the thing though. Yeah. See, like, I th- I'm pretty sure I read that big beards act as like a natural mask for the uh, coronavirus. Actually, I'm pretty it, it, sure. Actually, it reads shave. No, 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 yeah, no. That's, it says I think it's that's, time to shave. No, no, no. I, I now, we're not going to do it, I'm but I'm just sure, saying that's I'm, what it says. I'm pretty sure I read that it was a, it was like a no, natural no, you, medical you, mask. Nope. Medical mask. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Pretty sure. So, Joe, mm-hmm. how are you now? Uh, one of the things with the corona mm-hmm. is uh, smoking. It, it seems to hit, but now you're, you don't smoke cigarettes, so that, right. it's a respiratory I thing. I don't inhale. My lungs are good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're, you're, you're smoking now, mm-hmm. which is great. Yes, because yeah, it's today it's today now uh now what is odd to me mm-hmm. is you're only smoking one cigar a night when you watch a show after you put your kids to bed well what now, gives you that impression because you said it i did say that yeah yeah i, so I, did it, say it. Yeah. I had the impression because that's what you told me well i was i was do that was the plan and i did that for a week one week i did it for a week and it one was week. great it was great i have no uh-huh. problem no trouble doing it at all so part of me feels bad doing this bit on well, you right now, bit. I don't know. I know you know what I mean. Like actually bringing up this segment, oh, okay. mm-hmm. about segment. Yeah, because when you first told me, mm-hmm. I was like, "Yeah, Joey's doing it for all the right reasons." Because you get you gave a number of reasons, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Joey's got this." Yeah, but Joey don't got this. No, no, I just, it's it's not that I don't have it. I st- I could have it, but it's, just, <laughs> it kinda, it's on pause right it's on now. Pause. It's on pause. Is that because payday came up? Is it no, <laughs> no. <laughs> It might have something to do with my tab at the cigar shop being cleared. Yes. That well, might have, no, no, no. Um, hmm, you know, it just, I think the stress hmm, and the anxiety of the corona with the corona. Cor- so yeah. this is your, this is your corona cope. This is it. My this corona is your corona cope. cope. Yeah. Is, and, is uh, yeah. So I, it's like a corona copia hmm. of cigars. Yeah. So I do, uh, you know, you don't Joe, feel that. You think it's funny. It's funny. I, I think it's funny. Yeah. But I also don't want people to think you're a failure. And, and I don't well, want I you think, to feel like you're a failure. Because, well, I mean, you only did it for one week, and you had all these good only intentions. Only did it for one week? That is seven days. I'm just saying. You know how many uh, hours are in a day? Uh, and <laughs> it's a lot of time. <laughs> I'm just, I just don't want you to feel like a failure. I don't. Who most said people, failure? I never people, said failure. People could go for, usually they go months, you know, two, three, four weeks at least. Yeah. And uh, But you, for one week, I mean, that's still great. That's still I'm just really trying to follow my heart, Jimmy. That's all yeah, I'm I just don't want you to feel right. like a failure. I, nobody said failure no, but you. But no, I, I'm just saying. No, mm-hmm. not or fine. Okay, right. I don't want you to feel like a disappointment to right. no. your wife or me. No, I, I don't. 
I don't. No, no, we're we're we're, mm-hmm. we're applauding. This is what I love. Is like now everybody knows how mean you are. I am not I, mean. I am trying to better myself, and I know uh, that's why and I now supported you're just, you're you. That's why I supported mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. in this. Yeah, I supported you. Well, listen. Um, this is not the kind of help that I need during the coronavirus <laughs> pandemic. Um, and what I thought we could talk about today mm. is uh, the coronavirus and the church. Okay, right? let's do it. And uh, and it, it's everybody's talking about it, and we're dealing with it at our church level and our yeah, families. Yeah. And uh, since everybody else is talking about it, we've, and some of it's good, and some of it's just kind of no-brainers. And so we thought we would share a few of our no-brainers. Let's go with and it. And some of our thoughts as well. I like it. So this whole coronavirus uh pandemic right mm-hmm. different people are responding to it in different ways yeah i mean some people uh think it's nothing to worry about right it's, it's fine like west nothing, virginia nothing to see here west because well, yeah, <laughs> they, they got zero <laughs> uh i mean what i am hearing from people is uh so people down south in particular whether it's texas or florida and those are the two places i'm uh, i've heard from nothing they're not worried about it. They're not worried about it. They're not worried. Now, some businesses that I deal with, mm-hmm. uh, they are like shutting down kind of travel, no visitors in and out. But I'm talking about everyday people. Yeah. Uh, it seems to be like, eh, there's we've, nothing going on. We've, probably, seen, yeah. we've seen some of that here. Like, you know, you see, you find people that don't think it's a very big deal. It's yeah. Like, we got some yeah. hate on the Facebook about our church. Oh, for shutting you, down. are you doing this? I'm just saying. Are we you got, really going to say I it? just said that somebody was very vocal about us being terrible leaders for closing the church. Don't, don't yeah. do this. We don't. Well, I just said, I, just, I know, I, I know it's it. public. Yeah, I know it's, it's out there. I'm not naming names or I'm just saying that was out there. Rhymes with, no. <laughs> <laughs> Rhymes with, no, Steve no. Mashoy. <laughs> Though Steve did give us hate in a text message. Maybe not hate. He gave us an honest ribbing. Was, was it like, about the conference? No, 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 no. Well, that one. But also, he was like, huh, shutting down church. Hmm. <laughs> and I was like, all right, Steve. Yeah. You know what? Go wash the floor. I remember that time you your your church shut down. <gasps> like, I was like, can I say that? <laughs> Jimmy's looking at me with absolute shock. I, I'm joking. It's this not is Steve's fault. This is one of the reasons why I love Joe Thorpe. <laughs> actually, I was having a conversation last night with some friends. Yeah. Never mind. I can't actually go into this conversation. Why not? It's a conversation we've had about mm-hmm. uh, just so, yeah, it doesn't matter. Wow, that's good podcast right there. I know. I okay, know. so some people aren't taking this very seriously, <laughs> and some people are. They're they're concerned. I think most people are concerned. They're trying to be serious about yeah, it. You yeah. know, they're buying all their toilet paper or whatever they need to do. Um, but then some people are in panic mode, right? Some full people are freaking out. Blown. Yeah. Full blown. And yeah, I know of a, I know of a few people like that that are uh, really struggling. There's they're they are in panic mode. I I, I don't know else to say it than that. You know. And I don't think that's the dominant thing, but no. yeah, there are people that are they're doing that. But the reality is, and hold on, I want to make yeah. it clear: like even with those people that are in panic mode, I think there's they're well intentioned, right? It's it's you know with a lack of information, lack of clarity, uncertainty. You know, there's that sense of like not being in control. Yeah, right? yeah. And we and all they f- care for their loved ones. As we well. all feel that to yep. various levels, right? And how you respond. Uh, kind of tells us where you're at. And yeah. so regardless of how, what you think about the coronavirus itself, everybody is dealing with the impact of the coronavirus, right? Businesses are closing. People have to work from home. Some people are laid off. Yeah. Churches are yep. suspending their services. All kinds of things are yeah, happening. That social distancing. I can't give my normal kind of hug to Joe. Mm-hmm. We usually do a good, what, 15 seconds? Yeah, but it's butt out. That's how we hug. Butts out. Lean in. Pat, pat on the back. Pat, pat on the but back. But you do, yeah. it does go a little long for you, yeah. For me? Yeah, you you, you hold on a little bit. You what pat, you, you're going to blame me on this one? You are the hugger. Am I the hugger? 
You know what? Fair point. Yeah, I, I am the hugger. Mm. Okay, you're right. So people, social like, like, distance, like wives are generally more why, affectionate why, than husbands. Why? You know. <laughs> uh, some people are feeling isolated, right? Of course, yeah. Like they're they're just kind of just alone. There's lo- loneliness, right? Mm-hmm. People, there's a lack of affection, lack of fellowship. You know, people yeah. can't gather together. So for some individuals, you know, uh, now they're by themselves and they. They don't know what to do. Their avenues of social interaction have been limited to mm-hmm. such a degree. And the joke has been like for introverts, this is awesome. Like, yeah, you know, for like, introverts, like, we've been fine. preparing for this all our lives. Yeah, like, like, no change necessary. I'm good. <laughs> but, um, but I actually had a member of our church online said, hey, introverts, be sure and reach out to your extrovert friends because yeah. this is hard for them. Yeah. Like, this, is, I mean, this might be harder for them in some ways than it is for you. And I think that's a good thing. And so that's some love right there. Why don't we talk about how we should care for ourselves and for one another, like, you know, self-care and then okay. we can call it community care. And so when you're thinking about individuals and families, uh, you know, as a pastor, what's, uh, and we're assuming, of course, washing your hands and yeah. social distance. We're assuming all that stuff. We're so here. Don't case, touch your face. We're talking more about, you know, uh, spiritual health here. Yeah. I mean, I think First and foremost, stay in communion with God. You're always talking about communion. With oh, God. I'm re- I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But especially as as churches now are kind of uh, restricting their services, uh, not able to meet, and they're because they want to care for their neighbors and care for their members. Uh, so now it, you, individuals are left to do. I mean, what they should have been doing already. Yes, but. Yeah. I'm just saying it's it's maybe it's a little bit more difficult without that uh, that the communal element, the communal right. support that you're used to. And so stay in communion with God. Make sure you're spending time in the word, right? Mm-hmm. Reading, yeah. meditating, uh, praying, you know, praying for uh, your family, praying for your neighbors, praying through scripture and then journaling as well. Journal your thoughts, yeah. put those things out there um, and that way you could just kind of I mean, for me, I think I, I'd want to be really delving deeper uh and and so using utilizing every single advantage that i could right to grow and to maintain this communion with god and it, it could be harder like you said not because the church should do it for us but because in that communal aspects in the communion of the saints we are encouraged and strengthened mm-hmm. and there is in that uh, a built-in exhortation and example for us to keep mining the word and without that some people might be tempted to I don't know kind of drift in these habits by the way we'll link to this in the show notes but Jimmy and I developed a Bible study method Ooh, called ransom yeah you can download it for free for free uh, and it'll take you through scripture uh, in a theologically oriented method so we would encourage you to check that out during this time what about what about family worship oh yeah i mean absolutely i wish i i had thought of that one as well uh making sure that you're you're not just taking care of yourself but taking care of your your children your spouse shepherding uh those around you uh loving and caring for them in that so family worship i know we've linked to other resources i know pastor pat has uh put out some resources as well yeah, or at least a, some a links, big list yeah. a, a big list of things uh, things to to do as as a devotional, uh, keeping it simple, keep it straightforward, um, and yet make it this. And God will use that in a powerful way for mm-hmm. your growth and your communion. And I think it, especially on the Lord's Day, I mean, it's a good habit to be in. But yeah. Maybe your schedules don't allow for everybody in the household to get together. So do what you can. But on Sunday, on the Lord's Day, if if you, we are providentially hindered from gathering, which is what this is, this is a providential yeah. hindrance then make sure that you have time to gather together as a family and to just read, pray. Maybe you can sing if that's a, a thing you're able to do. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you, you know, just 
listen to some striper yeah well, i don't know you know whatever, whatever people whichever like. one yeah. you want to do um so i think that would i think that's good and it, in that i in that sense you know and it's basic stuff right stuff that, like you said we should already be doing but what about x you know outwardly that's more of internal care what about reaching out to other people on this family and individual level yeah i mean i think reaching out to your friends uh people that uh your family um, reaching out to your neighbors, uh, how are they doing, right? Seeing, hey, how are you holding up? What's going on? Uh, is there anything I could pray for you for, right? Um, can, I, can I do anything? What are your needs, right? Yeah. Like, what are some of the needs that you have? I mean, everyone needs toilet paper. I got, you know, I know at the Thorn Jimmy, household, they've got the community towel. Yeah, uh, we just wash there. that thing. You just wash, you just it. wash it. It's, it's uh, a hand towel. It's not like a full towel. For the, for I don't the rest need a full of us, towel. You don't need a full towel. No, so for the rest of us, towel. though, we're, uh, we're staying strong. But yeah, I mean, reach out and see how people are doing. How, what are some ways that you could uh, bless them, encourage them, not mm -hmm. just spiritually, but physically as well? Yeah, I think that's really good. And then at the church level, right, um, you know, we need to be caring for one another. Uh, as members of the church, the church as an institution needs to be yeah. caring for its members. And, uh, you know, there are different ways that we can do this and different ways the churches are doing this. And there are a lot of helps out there right now. But one of the things that is uh, that seems to have happened relatively quick for a number of churches is they said, OK, well, we're going to either stream our messages or record and upload our messages or yeah, teaching, which is what we did yeah. this last weekend or the whole service. They'll have like a band and everybody get up there and they'll record that uh, to an empty room, essentially, and then put that out there. And so. Either way, it's going to depend on your resources, you know, the size of your church, like uh, your familiarity with technology. But the simplest thing that you can do is provide ongoing, consistent, timely teaching uh, for your congregation. And it's not that hard to do. I mean, you could genuinely do it with nothing more than a smartphone. You could yeah. simply set up a smartphone uh, on your desk and record yourself upload it to youtube yeah just you know get a tripod and you don't have anything to, you, know, you just duct tape it like we did we, we duct tape and rubber bands it's right there so, so it's crooked <laughs> it's great it my, my video was crooked that video was crooked we didn't know but it, it sounded good because we used our mic yeah yeah but you don't even need that like yeah. your people if you're a small church and you don't have a lot of resources use your smartphone if you're a pastor you probably have a smartphone i think um if you don't borrow somebody's smartphone but you can use your webcam on a computer like there are do people still have webcams your computer has one I was thinking that external no, one. No, no, that's old school. I was like, all built people, in now. people still have that? So, you know, use your built-in webcam, yeah, yeah. record yourself. But here's the thing. As, as preachers and teachers, this is your gift to the church. Right? Maybe it's, it's my primary gift that I have. It's probably my only gift to the church. And um, so there's no reason for you to not do it. No, Joe, you have lots of other gifts. Mm, thank you. Oh, that was close. Yeah. Guys, guys, I almost missed that opportunity. Yeah, I, need, I need that affirmation <laughs> right there, especially after you stole my affirmation of me praying for you recently in a situation where you desperately needed it and i prayed for you and everything went well and i'm like hey it's because i was praying and you're like yeah and also handsome greg was praying too yep. <laughs> wife allison I'm like, oh, whatever man stealing my joy what do you mean anyways you know i don't need to know that stuff well, no you know you you bring lots to the table thank mm -hmm. you joe so um and there are uh there are places out there where you can go to find out more information on how to do this mm -hmm. but genuinely for you know, get listen. If you're if you're a person that doesn't have a lot of familiarity with technology, uh, talk to some younger people yeah. uh, around you because most of them know exactly how to do this. Smartphone, record yeah. it, upload it. To and if you YouTube. are an individual that does have a lot of familiarity with technology, reach out yeah, and make ask sure. and make sure you reach out and ask the pastoral staff. Is there is there anything I could do to help mm -hmm. in this regard? Right. Yeah. Offer your services. You know, because they might not know. They might think, well, 
I don't know how to do this. And it's, mm -hmm. you know, but maybe you can, you could reach out and see if there's uh, something, a way you can serve the body in this way. Instead of, especially if you're just sitting there complaining, our church isn't doing anything. They just told us to listen to old sermons. Okay. Well, first then, of all, that's great. Okay. It's something. It's something. Yeah. yeah. So be thankful for that. that yeah. Be thankful that you have that. Be thankful that they're doing nothing. Okay, thanks, No, Jimmy. stop Good it. Point. No, they no, did be, nothing. Be no, thankful for them no, doing nothing. Hey, the providentially hindered. They did not no, know they, how. They no, preaching. they did not know how. They did not know how. Didn't ask they, how. They, well, Joe, now they, you're just... They have not judgment. because I'm, they ask not. That's I'm, in the Bible, Jimmy. <laughs> I'm just saying, don't sit here and throw stones over here. That's what I was saying. Don't yeah. complain. No, and you're, you're throwing stones. No, I'm no, just, no. Yeah, you just threw stones as well. Let's just go ahead and say that's... Be thankful that you have that. Be thankful they did nothing. Go and, and, the point and now is, you can step now forward. Go ahead and say, hey, let me help you do what you should be doing. No, do stop that. it. But do it with a nice attitude. Why are you doing it? No, yeah, not the Joe <laughs> Thorne Don't do it attitude. my way. Don't do no. it Joe's way. Just because we're blessed. We have, our, we have this equipment. We're able to bless. We're not, not, everyone, not everyone gets the blessing of but the you Joe don't, you don't have to have the mics and everything. Just use your phone. I'm, I'm just saying. We're pretty smart. Some people aren't. That is true. See? That is true. Um, so, yeah. It, Churches are doing that. I think that's one thing. That's one way to care for the the church can care for other people. What what else comes to mind, Jimmy? Um, I mean, yeah, following up churches. We need to be following up with our people, right? Yeah, uh, asking people like, how are you doing, mm -hmm. right? Because typically, we're able to do that on a Sunday morning or throughout the week, even uh, mm -hmm. during our scheduled times. But now, I I. I I know we're talking about this as, mm -hmm. as as an elder team, you know. How do we now ramp that up intentionally, yeah. right? Because it's really easy to miss people's needs because we don't see them, uh, and even now our community groups, a lot of them are not going to be meeting anymore, right? And that's where a lot of those that's things where get a lot identified. of these things get identified and funneled uh, to us. And so uh, you need to be intentional, reaching out to your members, asking how are you doing, and asking what are your needs because there's going to be a number of people that have needs that come up. Right? They might have been laid off. They they might be sick uh, or uh, they might be scared. Maybe they need prayer. Maybe they they need fellowship in some virtual way. Right? Maybe they need uh, someone to go get their groceries. And so mm -hmm. uh, I mean, these are things that that so. If you don't ask and reach out, right, you're not able to help meet those needs and to to uh, take care of your people. I think, you know, following up with people and there's a variety of means, right? So you said, you know, we have some of our community groups aren't meeting, but those community group leaders can be reaching out to their people to yep. ask them that. Uh, if you have deacons, you can have your deacons uh, yep. reach out to people. If you, you know, you're, you, there's a number of ways to stay in contact and to get that information. And yeah. I think that's you know, what you're saying is, is we need the information so we can actually do what we're supposed to do to, to, to have all things in common. That's right. right? That's uh, right. In that. So let, let's talk about that. How, what, what can we do to share resources like, uh, like within the church mm -hmm. and, um, and, you know, as leaders, not, and not just as an institution, but also as people, how do we share these resources? What kind of resources should we be looking to, uh, give our people? Yeah, I mean, I think first, uh, or not first, but an example would be like free resources, right? People are going to be at their homes. And so uh, share kind of uh, maybe some websites or uh, yeah. things that can kind of encourage them, right? Uh, devotionals. Monergism.com uh, is a great place to go that's for free a great, stuff. Yeah, go read some books. Legionnaire. Legionnaire, all these things. So there's some free resources out there that you can make available 
uh, or at least make make it known to your mm -hmm. people. Hey, here are some resources out there. Uh, so during this season, you're able to be encouraged. That's good. And some churches can actually develop resources, right? They have uh, either enough staff or they have a, a, a particular uh, pastor who's gifted in this area. They might develop their own resources. I know some churches develop their own study guides and mm -hmm. uh, you know Bible studies and whatnot for people. But then there's just there's just like the need that people might have. Like most churches, I think most healthy churches um, are, are are ready to share uh, with their congregation and oftentimes beyond when there are you know, physical needs, material needs. Yeah. And yeah. so that might mean that the church is purchasing and supplying resources for people uh, through yeah. a benevolence fund or yes. that other members of the church are doing that. But we can't do any of these things unless we know what the people actually need. Yeah, and I know we've been talking about kind of developing a uh, uh, like a, a database. You you know, know, yeah, a database. That's data, good. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what that is? Well, define, obviously, define database. The, the database uh -huh. is basically like mm. the home operation. It's like a base. Uh -huh. It's like a military a base. base. A base. Right? Okay. Yeah. And that's where you, you, you work out all of the data. Mm. That's coming in. I, I think love. That's what it is. I love that you lean into this. Yeah, it like yeah. that you lean I into the. I don't mind bit. looking stupid. <laughs> I know that's because I know you know what it is. Uh, so yeah, we're we're developing like a database where uh, our CG leaders will have access as they're reaching out to their members. Um, they're able to kind of funnel that to us, uh, and we could see okay, what resources do we have communally mm -hmm. that can be shared amongst our members. Uh, as well as uh, people that are non-members that are not non-members, people that are not part of our CG uh, are able to reach out to the church. They're regular, you know, they, they have them because we, we're about 80%. 80% of our uh, members are part of our CGs. There's still another 20%. And so those yeah, forget the, them people. <laughs> so for these individuals that are not plugged in, we still want to make sure we know what their mm -hmm. needs are. And so uh, we're encouraging them to reach out to the church office where uh, Deb will uh, uh, enter them in and that we can then, into the database into the database so that we could see how can we help them during this time. And what this is, is this is like what we said earlier. We should already be doing this. This is a normal thing yeah. that we should be doing, taking care of one another's needs. And this amounts to a good portion of the good works that we're supposed to do as Christians, right? Like we're, we're called to good works. We're supposed to encourage one another in faith and in good deeds. And sometimes there, there seems to be a too small of an emphasis on the place of good works in the life of a Christian, in the life of a church. One of the, one of my favorite books that deals with this is Robert Bolton's book, General Directions for a Comfortable Walking with God. And the Puritan, yeah, John Bolton, Puritan, uh, you know, he is the great, great, great grandfather of another Bolton that you might have heard of. Michael Bolton. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so here's what he says. He is elaborating on this idea of good works. And he says that these good works spring from a compassionate heart and fellow feeling, affectionately yearning over the temporal wants and necessities of our brethren, whereby we are stirred up, as occasion is offered, according to our ability to succor and support their outward extremities and mm. distresses to feed the hungry, to give drink to the thirsty, to clothe the naked, to entertain the stranger, to visit, to visit the sick, to go to those who are in prison, to give a helping hand for raising our brethren falling into decay, to lend hoping for nothing again. 
this is a biblical and very reformed perspective on good works that we are reaching out to love our brothers and sisters yeah. wherever there is a need. And it even goes beyond that. It's not just helping those people within the church. Bolton goes on to explain that we should be meeting the needs of the poor and the suffering in general, even the you wicked. You social justice warrior. Yeah, I know. He's, uh, he's, 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 he's uh, this is obviously, you know, pre-Marxism, but he's pro. this is proto-Marxism. <laughs> but even the wicked, right? He says um, about, here's, here's, Bolton says that when we meet the needs of, of the good people, that's great, but we should also meet the needs of the godless. He says it, it shouldn't matter, regardless whatsoever the party hath been before, for when you care for them, do good works for them, there you relievest not his notoriousness, but his nature. Mm. So yeah, you're 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 not going to change him, but you are loving him or serving her in a way that relieves their external distress, and that is a demonstration of God's kindness and God's love, and certainly of uh, it's it's a reflection of the Christian heart, which just should be a reflection of God heart, God's heart that yeah. He shows goodness to all kinds of people, the wicked and the righteous. And I know some people are suffering, right? I know some people are are, are stressed out. I know some people are uh, in. This is just a, a season that there, uh, there's a lot of fear. So I don't want to mm -hmm. minimize any of that. Right. But I do want to say, and I hope that I don't sound callous in this, um, I'm, I'm quite thankful to see how the church is responding yeah. in such a way that we should have already been like. Right. right? And, and it's a great so opportunity. This is a great opportunity, right? Like God has used this, uh, this to show us, hey, guys, this is... This is what it means to be in community. This is what it means to have all things in common, Acts right. 2, uh, 42 to 45. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers, and all came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles, and all who believed were together and had all things in common, and they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. So wow. here we have this opportunity to live out. Yeah what we're, we've been called to this whole time. And now, yeah, we've, uh, you know, I, I know that there's extremes to, to everything, right? Um, but I, I, at least I'm honest with me, right? Uh, I'm not sure I lived as if I had all things in common, right? right. I know that uh, our church strives. Like I know you just got a new iPad. And I asked for your old iPad Pro because you just got the brand new iPad with the whole thing with the new keyboard. You could, you just ordered the whole. It just came out today, didn't it? Yeah, you ordered that thing right away, and I was like, oh yeah. So since we have all things in common, Jimmy, why can't maybe I should get that iPad Pro right there? And uh, and he's already given it to your wife. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thought you might want to give it to me, but oh, that's fine. What? What do you want? I want you to have all things in common, Jimmy. I want the best for you. I'm giving oh, you, I was giving oh, you the opportunity you. to give me something to be blessed. It's better to give than to receive, Jimmy. No, no, no. You're mm -hmm. right. I missed this okay. opportunity. But so we have this this great opportunity. Yeah. And and I'm I'm praying that as as when this season is over, right? That as the church, we would not forget this. We yeah. would not lose sight of this. And that we would this would be to the glory of God as yeah. an example to our community uh, on what it means to be in fellowship in community mm. uh, as believers in Christ. Difficulties like this bring us together like mm. they, they they really can and, and even in in many countries right, yeah. when there's a natural disaster you'll see the the community that might have been divided over a number of different issues coming yeah. together to, yep. to work for good and i hope that that happens in america broadly but i but i think you're right we we do see it happening in a number of churches and where they're where they're learning to um to actually do and not just say
Yeah. Right? Not just, hey, be be fed and be warm, but like, how can I actually yeah. meet this you know, need? Preach the gospel always, you know, and, 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 Stop it. and if necessary, Joe, use words. Okay, like that fake, <laughs> lame quote. Well, one of the things that you can do, because like we're, we're really, we want to encourage you guys to to grow spiritually during this yeah, time of isolation yeah. and social distancing. And one of the ways you can do that is by registering for the Doctrine and Devotion virtual, <laughs> virtual conference. conference. So yeah, we had to change things up, Joe. What happened? Corona happened. Yeah, thanks, Corona. Thanks, Corona. Uh, yeah. That Southwest Conference with the registrations were high. We had yep. lots of people were, and those Texans I, don't care. They're like, we'll come. Yeah. We want to have it. I know. And I know. It was just not. We couldn't do it. We anymore. couldn't do it. It felt like so social responsibility. Yeah. 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 But yeah. So listen, but we didn't want, we're not giving up on our people. No, so we got you. If you've registered, you. if you've registered for the conference and uh, you want a refund, you can request a refund. We've, we've got a page up for that. So yep, yep. do that. But we are going to host this as a virtual conference. We're getting all set up. Uh, late this week and on Saturday, um, when is it, Jimmy? March 21st at 10 a.m., this mm -hmm. live conference is going to kick off. Jimmy and I are going to be teaching four sessions. How do we contend for the faith against heresy, false doctrine with those outside the church, with those inside the church? We're going to do a live D&D session. So if you we're want... Gonna Q &A. We're going to do Q&A. We're going to do Q&A after, after every session. After every session, yep. So it's going to be fun. It'll be a live thing. Um, and if you want to register for that, you can still go to doctrineanddevotion.com, click on the conference page, find the virtual conference, and uh, and sign up. It's going to be a really good time. And we're actually pretty excited about this opportunity to, to do what we promised we would do. Yeah. And, and to uh, do it in a different way. So yeah, it's, it's pretty fun. You can check that out if you're looking for some additional encouragement. So Joe, as we're going through this and we're discussing uh, Corona and community and um, just some of the, the, the things that have changed, I mean, how should we be thinking about yeah. these things, right? Like how should we be yeah. thinking about, uh, well, I guess, yeah, just how, do, how should we be thinking about um, God and uh, what it right. means to be in community. Yeah. What does our theology say yeah. to all of this coming from the Reformed perspective or the Reformed Baptist perspective? And, you know, one of the things that stands out to Jimmy and I is, and we know it's going to stand out to a lot of our listeners as well, yep. is that God is sovereign and God is good, right? He is in absolute control of all things, and yet he is good in all that he does or allows to happen. And so, like I think of Psalm 139, 16, where the psalmist says, your eyes saw my unformed substance in your book were written. Every mm. one of them, the days that were formed for me, when as yet there was none of them. I mean, this is one of those passages that says God has numbered our days. Every individual's numbers, days have been numbered by God. He's got a plan for you. And it doesn't always mean it is pleasant or comfortable, no. but that he has a plan. And we know that God is good in his plan because of everything that we read about him in scripture. Um, it, Psalm 23, 4, right? We just uh, we just had a funeral recently and uh, just this week. And uh, Psalm 23 was, was a part of that. Psalm 23, 4. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, which can you imagine a darker place, right? Mm. The valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. So even when we are going through suffering and affliction and pain, we know that God is sovereignly caring for us and that he's with us. He hasn't abandoned us. God is not even in your isolation or in your social distancing, you're, you're, you're locked in your house and you, you know, you can't get out. God is still with you. That's the promise. And he's there to comfort you with his means of grace. And mm. it, it helps us to look forward to glory, 
right? To yeah. Where like in Romans 8, where Paul says, I consider that the sufferings of this present time aren't worth comparing to the glory that is to be revealed in us. We know that God's love and care and presence for us is to bring us to the end of this life so That's that we right. can enter into the next in glory. So God's sovereignty and goodness, I don't think you're going to do well through this pandemic if you aren't meditating on and embracing yeah. God's sovereignty and goodness. Uh, as well, that God is our provider, right? We are dependent on God for all things. Yeah. Uh, every breath that mm -hmm. you take right now, as you're listening to this podcast, right? Uh, every move that you that we make, make, yes. Every step, step that, that we you, take, that you make, yeah, yeah. That you we take. forget that that he's in that, that he's the provider for all of these things. For right? all of these things, right? Uh, our, our safety, right? Our comfort, mm -hmm. uh, our physical needs, uh, all these things, right? We are dependent on God for all things. And so Acts seventeen twenty five, uh, nor is he served by human hands as though he needed anything, since he himself gives to all mankind life and breath and everything. And so we need to trust now more than more than any other time, right? That God is our provider, that He will see you through this. That as you're uh, you are struggling, for some some of our listeners might be struggling. Some of our listeners may have been laid off. Some of our listeners mm -hmm. may be thinking, how are we going to uh, support our families? How are we going to pay rent? Because rent ain't stopping, right? Right. Rent don't stop. Utilities don't stop. And so you're trying to think through how are we going to make ends meet, realizing and knowing that God is our provider mm -hmm. uh, and that uh, there are other means as we reach out to the community that God will use to uh, support and take care of you. That's, that's really true. And I, I think we forget that God is the provider when we're going about our, especially in the West, especially, yeah. you know, middle class and up, upward, you know, middle class uh, and, of course, wealthy we forget that God is the ultimate provider. We think like, well, I got a job, I get paid, mm -hmm. you know, I buy my new iPad Pro, I got everything I need. I don't need. Why are you, why no, are you just, doing this? Why are you doing this? Just an example. I'm not saying like, you know, <laughs> I know that Jimmy is the, Jimmy is one of the most thankful dudes that I know for everything that he has. Um, so, I know like, maybe he's not as thankful for me as he should be. But what do you everything mean? else, I'm so thankful for you, yeah. Joey. Okay. Joe, That's Joe, fine. Joe. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna look at you in the eyes. Okay. Yeah, I do, okay, I Joey. You complete me. Really? Yeah. Like yin and yang? Yeah. That's pagan, dude. But it's anyways. Us. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like we, we, we forget that though there are these secondary means by which we get our stuff, God is the ultimate pro. I think that's a really good point. Mm -hmm. I think um, it's, it's, it's a pretty obvious one, I think, but I'll mention it anyways, that suffering and sickness, that disease and death, it reflects the fall, right? Like this should draw our minds to the reality that the world is broken and doesn't work the way that you know it could yeah. because sin has entered the world through humanity and brought death and destruction. Romans 5.12, therefore just as sin came into the world through one man, Adam, and death through sin, and so death spread to all men because all sin. This, this is where we get you know one of the passages from which we get the doctrine of original sin. But here is the, the, the gateway right, yeah, to sin yeah. entering humanity. Adam, our representative, blew it. And we with him, in him, we blew it too. We're all guilty of what he did. And the effects of that sin is death, disease, and destruction. So all of this should reflect and draw us back to this truth that this is not God's um, loving gift to us. This sin and it is what came into the world through our own mm -hmm. action and choice. And the consequence of that is judgment. Yeah. I mean, like, 
you just said it right there. Suffering and sickness reminds us of judgment, right? Like this, as we're going through these things and, uh, and through this season, we should be reminded that life is fleeting. Right? Yeah. yeah. And, and, I, and I don't want to be down or dark or anything mm-hmm. like that. I know that this is uh, a struggle and maybe some of you may have lost uh, people that you care for, mm-hmm. uh, but it should remind us that life is is fleeting, right? Mm-hmm. That we are feeble, that death comes to us all. Yeah. Uh, whether it's hopefully not now, hopefully it's many years from now, uh, but death will come to us all. And after that, judgment, right? Yeah. Uh, Hebrews 9, 27 to 28, and just as it appointed for man to die once, so we have the sovereignty of God, mm-hmm. and after that comes judgment. So Christ, having been offered once to bear the sins of many, will appear a second time, not to deal with sin, but to save those who are eagerly waiting for him. And so here we see, right, that life is fleeting, death comes to us all, we will be judged, and yet in the midst of that, there's hope. Yeah, for, for, for the believer, right, the person that's been yep. reconciled, like, we don't fear the judgment because Christ took our judgment that's upon right. himself. I love it, and it's, it's a sobering thought. The fact that you're saying we should be reminded of, you're essentially saying we should meditate on suffering and sickness and how it relates to judgment, and yet we shouldn't fear as believers, and if we aren't reconciled to God, then this should be a reminder that we can be reconciled I think, it, it, you know what, your sermon— was talking about how, uh, sorry, this t- sermon for uh, Sunday uh, was talking about how you. I mean, when we're talking about these things, I mean, when Jesus returns and and we're to be judged, uh, it, it's either our our we either rejoice or it's our ruin. Right. Either we're judged by our works or we're accepted by Christ's works. That's right. That's right. And so, like, that's one of the things that it. suffering and sickness and disease and death should remind us of not just judgment, but also our salvation, Mm. right? Because, you know, you think about the things that Jesus said, the prophets of old, they oftentimes talk about healing and healing being brought to uh, the people of God. And of course there are instances of physical healing, but even that is to point us to the more important and eternal spiritual healing that we have in Jesus Christ. Like in Jeremiah 17, 14, it says, heal me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. Save me, and I shall be saved, for you are my praise. Mm. And so it's here we have you know, the prophet who is feeling the burden and the weight, the crushing reality of sin and darkness, and yet he knows that his healing comes from the Lord. That's I right. want to read from uh, John Gill in his commentary on this verse. He said this, These are the words of the prophet, sensible of his own sin and backslidings, and of the part which he himself had in these corrupt and declining times, and being conscious of his own impotency to cure himself, and being fully satisfied of the power of the Lord to heal him, and being well assured, if he was healed by him, he should be thoroughly and effectually healed. Therefore, he applies unto him. Sins are diseases. Healing them is the forgiveness of them. God only can grant this. Or this may have respect to the consideration of the sins of his people and the calamities coming upon them that, on that account. Save me and I shall be saved with a temporal, spiritual, and eternal salvation. Save me from the corruption of the times, from the designs of my enemies. Preserve me to thy kingdom and glory. There are none saved but whom the Lord saves, and those that are saved by him are saved to a purpose. They can never perish. So th- as you're seeing sin and and, and death and darkness in the land, and even as you're experiencing disease and you're watching death, maybe you're edging yourself close towards death, we should be reminded and we should meditate on that God ultimately has saved us mm. from the, the darkest form of, of spiritual death, from the, the most prevalent form of spiritual disease. 
And he promises us not only eternal life, but resurrection life. I think this also reminds us as we kind of uh, struggle through this, that the things of earth are delicate and untrustworthy, right? That mm. uh, these treasures that we have here yeah. uh, will fade away. Mm. Uh, and the best laid plans don't really happen unless the Lord wills it. You're right? a planner. You I am a planner. a planner. You like to plan oh, everything and even out. even now, I can't go into it, but even now I'm like, how do I plan to get out of this? How, yeah. do, I plan to get, how do I plan to come out on top on this mm -hmm. one? Uh, and plans are good. Plans are good, but holding those loosely, knowing that mm -hmm. we are not sovereign, that we are not God, uh, but that the Lord himself uh, is in control of all things. And so James 4, 13 and 16, come now, you who say... Tomorrow, today or tomorrow, we will go into such and such a town and spend a year there and trade and make a profit. Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. As it is, you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. And so we functionally live this way. Yeah, we don't yeah. intentionally do, but we functionally, mm -hmm. I functionally live this way, mm -hmm. where I uh, live my day-to-day -day, uh, as if I am in control, my plans are set, I will live in the, uh, I, will I will live according to my plan, right? right? And I'm reminded during this season, uh, and it, it's a beautiful reminder that these, are, these things of the earth, uh, I cannot trust in, I cannot put mm -hmm. my faith in, uh, I am not in control, I can't put my faith in myself and my own abilities, but to trust in the Lord yeah. uh, and in his sovereign plan. How good has the economy been? It's been great. Economy's been good. And now it's back and to the, now it's now it's <laughs> we've lost all the progress we made. Now we're down pre-Trump. Yeah. We're back to Obama era. Yeah. Hey, thanks, Obama. Thanks, Obama. I mean, it's it really, I mean, you we we tend to look at things and if things are good, we think, oh, they're just gonna go this way, it's how it's gonna be. Yeah. And yeah, you're right. It, the things of of this life are delicate and uh, they can vanish very quickly. In the end. Really what we want to encourage um, one another, like Jimmy and I want to encourage each other, we want to encourage our church yeah. people, and we want to encourage the listeners here um, to take care of each other. And That's right. only when you really have this theology in play, in your mind and in your heart, are you able to do this, right? Second Corinthians 1, 3 and 4. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort who comforts us in our affliction so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. If, if you're receiving comfort from God in the midst of all of this, it's not just a warm feeling that yeah. you get. It's the truths of God's sovereignty, of his goodness and his love. It is uh, his deliverance of us from uh judgment and damnation it is it is healing us spiritually and providing with providing us with all things that we ultimately need you get comfort from those truths and what god is actually doing in your life and then you're able to comfort others so don't just focus on yourself focus on yourself right make sure that you're taking care of yourself but also look to the needs of others that are around you so that we can actually be the church that has all things in common taking care of each other and spraying one another on to love and good deeds especially in days like today. Well, we'd love to hear your thoughts. You can follow us online on Instagram and Twitter at Doc and Devo or on Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can head to the website, drvotion.com. They can contact us. You can sign up for the email blast or hit up the store, joefostore.com and grab some gear. We got to get some more t-shirts. Yeah, we do. We got a design coming up. Yeah, that guy said no. No, the other design. And 
ladies are wanting a design. I know. I'm hearing that quite often. Yeah. You need like uh Now granted that's my wife and Allison. They've been yeah. kind of complaining. Are you including Greg Mm-mm. in that as well? No, he doesn't complain about it. No, but he would probably like a lady's shirt. <laughs> he could <laughs> Fresh pod every Monday and Thursday. Blog post on Wednesdays. Later. Bye, Greg. (laughs)